everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast. Of course, designed to deliver a quick recap of some of the key fundamentals that took place this past week in dairy markets. A lot of the team has been out this week attending customer events or dairy conferences, so I'm going to handle today's podcast by myself and fill you in on everything that happened uh, to the best of my ability, of course. As of today, which is Friday, there is a sell-off in Class 3 milk as well as cash-settled cheese, but the price consolidation followed three stronger trading days uh, from Tuesday through Thursday. It's officially the end of the month with every product on the CME spot market recording gains during September. It will be no surprise to many of you that it was a record month for CME butter prices. Black cheddar jumped 8% during the month from August and barrels gained 10.4% from last month. Non-fat dry milk values increased 1.3% over the last month, the same exact gains recorded on dryway. There were not any USDA dairy reports to note this week, but the team does hear that Midwestern dairy farms are seeing not only strong milk checks, but also some nice production growth. But Demand for fluid milk has been strong and has left milk solids generally tight for processing in the area. Out west, there was a notable heat wave at the beginning of September, which likely restricted overall milk collections from California during this past month. Into next week, however, domestic analysis to be released from High Ground will be the August trade data analysis from the U.S., both exports and imports, as well as the extensive August dairy product production report. That report is a nice recap of where all the milk went in the U.S. during the month of August. While very little U.S. data was out this week, there were a few international reports to note between Europe and Oceania. July's European trade data was released over the weekend and was quite bearish for European dairy markets. July dairy exports from Europe were the worst for the month in five years. Really, that's been due to continued steep losses in fluid milk and cream shipments to China. Total dairy exports to Southeast Asia weren't looking too great either, as it was the lowest export month since November 2020, as smaller whey, milk powder, and lactose volumes were shipped to the region. There was certainly a price meltdown to note in July on a weekly basis throughout the EU, primarily in euro terms, of course, given the strength of the U.S. dollar. Some of that being that during that same month in July, milk production turned positive for the first time in five months. So this delayed data release kind of confirms that price movement lower as international buyers clearly stepped away from European dairy. Looking at the value side on exports, European dairy exports rose to an all-time high for July, and that's really speaking to the strong increase in commodity prices that we've seen this past year. On Monday of this week, speaking to that euro and U.S. dollar comment that I made, the euro fell below 96 cents against the U.S. dollar, a new 20-year low. Even with the currency weakness, EU-sourced dairy products such as skim milk powder and cheese are trading well above their competition in the U.S. 
Turning to New Zealand, there was a global dairy trade pulse event on Tuesday. Fonterra's C2 whole milk powder settlement was $3,610 per metric ton, a gain from the prior pulse event of 1.3%, but generally weak. High ground would consider this a tepid result versus expectations as SGX futures are trading well above that price. Another reason there was expectations for an even stronger event was that New Zealand August milk production figures were released earlier this week and milk salads were down 4.9% from a year ago during August, a bit worse than the market was expecting. On Thursday, Fonterra released their offer volume forecasts for next week's larger global dairy trade event, and they were mostly unchanged. The weaker milk production concerns are certainly creating a supportive tone into next week, despite concerns about demand from China, and SGX prices are stronger across each dairy commodity. With all the analysis and reading that I do each and every day, it does seem that many market participants are a bit weary about consumer demand and many companies are beginning to lean bearish. Consumer sentiment is certainly weak given all the economic and political turmoil on a global scale, but it does seem that the fact that milk is still not necessarily plentiful from key regions of the world, it's helping to keep this level of support under dairy markets in general. And while China seems to be absent, 2022 continues to be a notable year for demand out of Southeast Asia, the Middle East, North Africa. And if milk production remains negative throughout New Zealand's peak, which would be October into November, which is becoming highly likely, the market's going to have a hard time moving significantly lower. All right, everyone, those are just a few of my thoughts. And of course, if you want a deeper look at our market opinion, you know where to find our comprehensive reports. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. 